Maybe if you're mad, I pulled guard, then pass my guard. How yeah. about that? Where, yeah, where, where's thing. the purity line? Yeah, I think you it's know. a Midwest thing because if you go out to the you know bigger cities that have had uh, jujitsu for longer, mm -hmm. I it's so dumb for me to say because I've been I'm only new still nine years, but um, they're not mad at that. They're like whatever the best the people game. are pulling guard, yeah, or that day they're pulling guard, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. As usual, I'm Matt Browse, the host of this show and the guy behind the camera at Pohada Photography. This is a show where I talk jujitsu with jujitsu people and convince jujitsu black belts to tell their story. If you decide you like that kind of thing, please give the show a five-star rating wherever you are listening. Swing over and subscribe to the new YouTube channel for the Pohada Podcast. And look down in the episode description for the Patreon link. All of this helps us grow this thing. Before we introduce today's guest, I want to take a second to recommend our guest's chosen charity for a shout-out here. Charity Water. A nonprofit organization working to bring clean and safe drinking water to every person on the planet. Check them out at charitywater.org. Today's conversation is with Carl Bushin. It rhymes with Russian of the Grappler's Station in St. Paul, Minnesota. He's a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, a brown belt in Judo, and comes with a lot of normal guy type insights into training both of those. Without further ado, my conversation with Carl Bushin. All that stuff. You know, CrossFit to me builds the best looking physiques probably the best functioning too maybe but yeah that's too hard <laughs> right <laughs> you just said the whole deal right there man that really works that's clearly the way to do it yeah pass bro too much yeah. pass but look at their look at the bodies on these people you yeah know? yeah it's amazing yeah. you could pull that up a little bit too just uh, how's that stay there you can't tell how it is right till after we're all done no, it's fine. Okay. Uh, that I, I gave you my flaccid mic. Yeah, look at it. It keeps stand. going. Yeah. I know. I saw yeah. that. What do I do? So raise that part up. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Definitely overcompensate when you got a flaccid Always. problem. Here it's coming down. <laughs> All right, brother. State your name. I'm Carl Bushin. Bushin. From, yeah. That's how it you does say rhyme right with Russian. Yeah. You know, you just have to uh, explain to people. I don't really care how people say it, but you just tell them, hey, it's like Russian with a B and mm -hmm. people say, Oh, brushin, but they can see it. That doesn't have the R. So you have to, <laughs> my name's you know. like that too. I get, I'll get all kinds of stuff and you just Wait, say, let me it. try it. Cause I've never heard yours. Oh. I, I, I want to say, I want to say that's probably, uh, it, I'm, I'm going to say browse, but I bet it's bros. Browse. It is browse. Yeah. Damn. Okay. You see the word house. You see the word grouse. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything other than Smith or Jones, we fuck it up. Mm hmm. See, I didn't know that we were going with the whole intro thing, so sometimes, uh, yeah. But we're on. We do. We've been on, baby. Cool. That's how we do it. Awesome, yeah. Super casual. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I know you're Thank highlighting you. our little gym we have going here, so This is a cool place, that. man. What, yeah. what was this space before? This was a dry cleaner. It's called Red uh, Robin. Red Robin. Yeah, and I'm not from Minnesota, yeah. so I didn't know mm. what this was even, but it's a pretty well-known little dry cleaning business oh really it was, it was like yeah. an established local uh 
kind of landmark or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of work to get in here and do all this stuff. Um, you know, I saw it when when Max first bought it, and it was uh, yeah, it was a lot different. There's a hole in the floor. There was a, there's a staircase right in the middle, actually. Oh, really? Like under the mats? Eh? Yep. Yeah. So, but the basement is as big as up here, so it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So a lot of potential for I don't know what down there. Maybe cross. Is it you, is it usable space down there? Like it could it's a be, basement. Yeah. Basement. It's it not could like be. A, I think I don't know how codes work or whatever. Oh sure. Yeah, at that's least you could put a dry cleaners down there. <laughs> you do your own uh, ghee laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I was saying, I dig. You guys have pews, church pews here. Yeah. Oh, some down on that end too. Yeah, because like I was it's telling cool you earlier, it gets pretty packed uh, with spectators. So now we open sure. the back up so you can go back there too. So. But sometimes uh, you get people trying to walk across the mats with shoes. Naturally. You got to put a stop to that. That's that red light moment when you see an unknowing parent stepping up to hand their kid yeah. something or whatever. Yeah, it happens all the time. You feel bad. You don't want put, to put, put anyone on the spot, but yeah. we've all done it. You said this is the second location for the Grappler Station? Yeah, then? almost. It's probably like uh, technically it's the third. So we had a, an old location, very, very small. But it was good. It was nice and cozy. And then it was uh, it was a rental situation, I think, or so a lease or something. So we moved actually next door to that location, hmm. it, and hmm. that was a pretty that was a pretty rough spot because it was even smaller. And by that time we were growing, so we moved here. It didn't come soon enough. So we get some packed classes now, which is really good. I love having packed mats rolling like that. I know it's not oh, for yeah. everybody, but yeah, I yeah, really yeah. really like that kind of falling over your. Your it, training partner. So let me, let me ask you this, like, because I I do almost exclusively jujitsu, almost. I don't know why I said almost. I do only jujitsu. Yeah. How is a packed mat when I'm working throws? Like when it's yeah, you can't time? really do that, and um, you know, you just separate out into groups, uh, not pairs. You know, for 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 throws. Sure. So, so it's you end really up with nice. like people stations of three and four people rather than. Yeah, and we have so many people that come in that that haven't grappled before which is really mm. nice for us because we do everything in cycles so our judo program it's an eight-week cycle so we'll have like these dedicated techniques mm. um, that if you're new and chances are you're pretty new to the sport you uh, you learn how to safely fall number one every single cycle learn how to safely fall and it's a review for so many people but it's also brand new for a lot of people so it's a, a big thing and it gets, you know, everyone see, everyone knows it's coming by this time though. If you're brown belt, black belt, whatever, you already know you have to do it. You just do it because you know how important it is. So just keeping your head off the mat sometimes, I take that for granted, you know. Even in jiu-jitsu, you do a single leg takedown and someone bumps the back of their head on the mat and you don't oh. realize like, oh, you actually, uh, you actually need to know this to keep your mm -hmm. chin to your, to your chest. Yeah. So I did it important. on an icy staircase the other yeah. day. I put up a video like explaining how I it was my first real life use of jujitsu. Yeah, because I tucked my chin as I sl slipped on an ice covered staircase, and I was like, "Huh, oh. jujitsu, cool." You know, right before I started training, uh, to make your story about me. Yeah, do it, brother. I did that. I I went out the door to chase my dog or something, and I slipped on some stairs, and uh, yeah, I cracked my head right on the stairs. I think that was the first concussion I ever had. That was that was crazy. Before you started. Before I started training, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it would have helped because you think like in the moment or whatever, but I did it, and I'm a yeah. moron. Like yeah. it's clearly worked well <laughs> enough. I'm glad you made the story about you because that's a good segue. When when was that? 
How far back does that go? Uh, I started I started jujitsu. I looked at the dates because <clears throat> I was going to have this conversation with you. I, yeah. I started training at the end of 2013. Um, so I haven't been doing it all that long in the grand scheme of jujitsu. So yeah, it's been, what is that? Not oh, Just over nine years, I think. 2013. Me. Right? October of 2013. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you black belt in jujitsu? Yeah, yeah. In like nine years, mm-hmm. God, I hate you. I guys. got my black belt <laughs> uh, ten years shy of my nine-year mark. So ten years shy. T- did I say your, ten years? Yeah. There we go. That's gin. Yeah, ten baby. days shy. Ten days shy. Ten days shy of the <laughs> like nine year. Like that. Ten days shy of my nine-year mark. Put that one up as the the little highlight. Yeah, yeah. That'd be the front ridiculous. of the episode right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, which I think you know. I'm I'm a I'm a what you would call a hobbyist, I guess. What e- everyone here in the Midwest is, for the most part, I think we have some really good. You train with a lot of super uh, hardcore competitors, which no, are I, really I successful. Duck, I duck a lot of super yeah, hardcore me competitors. Too. So I think it's like you know I don't know how that factors into time or whatever, but uh, yeah. But I feel blessed to have gotten that that black belt, and especially uh, who I got it from was um jose varela and joao Tavares from rio mm-hmm. so very well, blessed to have those two involved in my in my journey is that so, where you've been at the whole time no uh, okay. i can go should i go through my whole yeah why not let's whole, do it okay bro. cool yeah. so i started at minnesota top team which was their their i think it was their original location so not the nice building there now, but yeah. they used to. They used They've to had a different. couple, three, four. Yeah, it was maybe. still big. It was still nice. They had right. everything that they needed there. It was still Jeremy and Jenny, so it was still like, you know, what that's is, why people yeah. go to that yep. gym is because J- Jeremy and Jenny. So, um, on top of the coaches, that's where I started, and I had really good coaches there. I went in there trying to do boxing uh, because I I wanted to just do it for fitness, just learn how to box, not to fight anybody, whatever. I didn't want to spar. So I saw their boxing coach was a really cool dude. I don't know if he still works there, but he was really cool. Um, boxing looked awesome. And then they showed me the little jiu-jitsu room they had. Uh, I didn't know what that was. I never really uh, saw that. I saw mm-hmm. like MMA before, but I didn't know that they had like putting a gi on and all that stuff. Sure, sure. But I saw it and I was like, man, these people are sparring hard but they're not hitting each other, yeah. which is why I didn't want to do boxing. Right. So great um, fitness option. As long as you don't do the actual part. Yeah. The actual boxing. Exactly. Ugh. And not cause I was thinking like, how fun is this going to be? Just never sparring, you know, cause yeah. maybe it's not so fun. Not, not sparring, you know? So mm-hmm. this one, was like, man, I could do this and spar and not get hit. So then I was in not get hit deliberately. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good caveat <laughs> to throw in. So I had my first coaches. There was John grills who is amazing. He, he's such a good coach and, uh, yeah, he's an awesome, uh, grappler as well. And a good podcaster. I don't know if he still does it, but he had a really, uh, nice podcast. He's got a whole network of podcasts. Bro. Oh, he does. He's like a pro podcast. Oh, I didn't know that. All the horror stories and stuff. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. So I him and Chris jiu-jitsu did jujitsu after dark, you know, yeah. super kind of casual thing, kind of like my little little thing here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he 
If you go check him out on Instagram at Creepy Pod, okay. shout him out because he, that's him, yeah, man. that's him, yeah. And then Dang, there's this whole network big, of stuff. Right? I that's don't know if one, I think. it is, and good I don't know if the him. whole network is his yeah. or if he's just tied to it all. But he's got something Dang, good going on there, yeah, good yeah. And him. and fair shout out because he helped me out with a lot of things oh, putting nice. this together too. So yeah, Chris too. Wrong. Chris is super talented. He was the the little uh, entertainment of that one. That was good. Uh, and then. Um, also, Chris, before, in, in case I forget, I think he just got his brown belt. So he did. Uh, I got to tell him congrats uh, on that. So I'll do it right here. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's he, a really good trainer. He got partner. a brown belt and then jumped on a plane, went to Vegas. Oh, really? For celebration? Or just, to go I mean, it was like, uh, no, just to uh, experiment, I guess. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. He's experimenting out there. That's, that shouldn't. That should end pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, Brandon Bergeron, too, my first coach with John. They both taught over there. And that guy's amazing. You, you, you know how successful he is. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've spoken with him, but mm, he's got yet. a great, yeah. a great gym. Uh, he's awesome. And I was, I was um, fresh white belt, of course. And and his his teaching style, I was like, I don't know. It was uh, it was it was different, you know. But the thing about Brandon is, um, he really he'll never pretend like he knows something that he doesn't. So that was one thing like I recognized right away. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but this guy's not like. He'll like ask you, you know, what did you find? What did you discover? This, you know, he, yeah, he's he's great. So and he's grown a ton as a as a, a teacher as well. And man, that guy's a world class grappler too. Mm-hmm. If you see any of his his matches, he had a really good match with uh, with Marcus over at at M3 uh, last year, I think it was at the TCI. That was one of the best matches I've seen. Um, and then Andrew Kappel, do you know him? He was my I don't another, think so. One uh-huh. of my first, oh, he's awesome. Anyway, if he, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I, then, I love this part of these things because I'm like, yeah. okay, add these guys well, the to local, the list. Yeah. The local shout-outs are, are, are tough because I don't know who who cares or who doesn't. You know, but, <laughs> but that a lot, a lot of your your people around here will will know who that is. He He's just amazing. He's maybe one of my funnest coaches because he was just this hyper dude, really, really good purple belt at the time. He's I'm sure he's probably brown or black if he even ever trains in the gi, but he's a good fighter. Um, he would be rolling with you, and he would just stop, and he's just like – ask you what you did or like tell you where you made a mistake. And he, he was so fun. He would just show up with like a crumpled piece of paper in his pocket. Like which techniques are we going to do? Yeah. Probably, you know, uh, going to the gym, maybe didn't, didn't enjoy too much, like not knowing like what he was going to be doing, but, but I was there for it. And I, I loved it, man. He was a really fun, fun, uh, teacher, but mm-hmm. obviously a passion to be fighting rather than, sure, sure, than, sure, than sure. teaching, you know? So he was really good. So I trained at top team for a long time. And then I would go over to M theory and train at Ishmael. Let me, cross train over there we were affiliated still uh, yeah, yeah. at that time still i think i'm pretty sure still i think so yeah. uh, partnered with them the so. sister affiliation thing yeah and that was good and that's where i got kind of like uh really uh you get more competitive uh competitors not competitive i was getting my my ass kicked all wherever i went but m3 you were you were doing more like uh like competition whereas like you're rolling with the rules in mind you know like if you roll with max there um or or marcus of course you're like these guys are like out grappling you also out positioning you too so you have to be be mindful of that where my game was just like let people stack me up uh don't really care about like whatever is happening on like the the referee or or points and just try to get a triangle that was my only game plan but you end up with a sore back you end up in just bad position (laughs) you know so it was just like it was a better workout, and that's ultimately why I, I 
I did it and why I still do it is, is for fitness yeah. uh, pretty much. So I, I, went, I went to Top Team that M Theory was introduced to. And then right from M Theory, uh, I went and started training at Grappler Station. And the reason I did that is because I moved to St. Paul, uh, where Grappler Station is located. And I just drove by it and it said Grappler Station. And I was like, that that can't be like grappling. That's yeah. got to mean something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what's the chance? It was right by my house. So I, I looked it up. I was like, dang, this is, this is judo classes, which I was a guard puller and I still am. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, dang, I need to work my, my takedowns or have a takedown, not work my takedowns. I need to actually do <laughs> Go get like one. something, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I went in there and uh, Max was awesome. Um, I was a purple belt at that time. Uh, yeah, so started training there, then started teaching jiu-jitsu classes, and our jiu-jitsu program has, has taken off pretty pretty well, and now we have some really high-level people here on the mats with us every night, so yeah. This is a jiu-jitsu good. program here, your baby, kind of? Yeah, yeah, I started nice. it uh, with uh, the other some of the other helpers with it mm -hmm. is um, Rob Falk. He, you should talk to him. He's, he's an old-school MMA guy from around here in North Dakota area, he would be yeah. a good Sounds podcast. like a nightmare. So I'm going to introduce you to, <laughs> to him ultimately because he would be way funner than, sure, sure. than me to talk to. So Rob and I run that. Uh, Sensei Alec, uh, that you probably train with that top team, Black Belt, short Alec Reyna. That guy is a freaking monster. It says sure. Hulk on his Black Belt. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I think I do now. Marcus yeah, does yeah. them for sure. Yeah, yeah. Marcus a lot. Yeah. yeah, that guy's awesome, and he's on the mat and here with us for every jujitsu class, pretty oh, much. Nice. So nice. Yeah, he's. Um, I can't say enough about about Rob or Sensei Alec. He's yeah. yeah, just just amazing. So how long has the the jujitsu program as it is existed here at Grappler Station? Mm. I mean, what what year? Yeah, I would here? say maybe like it's probably been like four years or so. So pretty established. Years. I yeah, mean, but pretty new too. Yeah. It, right? But I, what I'm saying is, I would assume there's a decent little line of colored belts yeah. at any given class. I mean, mm -hmm. four years is enough to sort of establish a nucleus of people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. We have a lot of blue belts here, a few purple belts, a few brown belts, and of course, um, you know, the handful of black belts, which is Alec, Rob. We have a few people that, that stop in with us too from, from other schools that, mm -hmm. that we like to train with. So, sure, sure. Yeah. That's the best. You get another new body to try, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you yeah. got kind of a small, tight crew when there's somebody new with a new set of problems that promotes the question of what and when, right? Yeah. And then we have our little niche thing, which is like we're the school that has Max teaching judo too, which is really cool. So, you know, if you see people from our, from our gym hitting nice throws at competitions or whatever that maybe people are like oh i want to go in there and see whatever the grit max has a unique gripping system is a big deal uh for max so he'll go through all that stuff and um it's really it's really cool it's kind of jimmy pedro's system killing the sleeve uh getting your grips and then setting up the throw so i don't know what the hell i'm talking about in terms of judo but sure anyway. well, anybody that's ever even dabbled knows the the absolutely horrifying poetry that they're about to experience when one of these guys gets a hold of a yeah. sleeve and a collar. It's really, it is, uh, I got, I, I'm getting what I wanted to out of it completely because what I wanted was to be comfortable, uh, standing with somebody and to be able to recognize when I was getting outclassed a bit, you know, which happens a ton. 
but also I can recognize when I'm outclassing somebody to following um, the systems put in place or you know what following whatever I saw on YouTube also because that stuff works too you know I tell people that all the time like if you have something cool that you want to sh- like work that you just saw on like whatever YouTube or TikTok or whatever mm-hmm. um, definitely let's 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 work it let's figure it out I brought Max that stuff all the time like some Russian guy doing some crazy throw and he'll like explain what to do different or maybe like he's like this is really cool whatever it's like an obscure thing but it could work well for your game or if you do it to adapt it to your body do it like this instead so i put up a video recently of hayden buckner doing like a closing speech at the end of a class which he was kind of doing because he was being recorded Mm. uh but he quoted uh pedro sour and he said that's why pedro all the time says let's see if that's true go find out if that's true and it's like, that's like the heart of the scientific process of, you know, yeah. so yeah, take shit off YouTube. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah, Bring sure. that in. Let's test it out. Let's, let's uh, troubleshoot it, if you will. Yeah. Ask, and that's, ask the question. That helped me a ton because like I mentioned John Grills earlier, like I would, I have a different body than, than he does uh, in body type, of course. So I would do some stupid thing and he wouldn't tell me not to do it. He would like laugh, you know, about it because it's like, I'm trying to bear and bolo him. And he's way better than me. And also, like, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm just not going to be able to do that to to John. So he wouldn't, mm. he would, like, laugh. And then he would, like, say, like, hey, that's good. You're doing that. Where did you see it? And also, like, let me tighten it up for you. He wouldn't be like, that. don't do that. That's yeah. stupid. Because yeah. he knows why, you know, like, well, maybe he didn't know why I'm doing it. But I'm doing it just to, like, have fun and, and, and try to get in shape, right? So it's like, dude, let someone do a little bear and bowl if they want to. You find a guy 150 pounds bigger than you and shoot, yeah. a, shoot a bolo, whatever, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. who cares? So you, you, so far you got a, a reasonably unique story in that you didn't sit in your basement obsessing over this jujitsu thing you learned about on UFC two or whatever. Yeah. You were just looking for fitness. Yeah. That's a, I, yeah. That's always funny when people say that. Cause most people do, they're like, oh yeah, I saw the. UFC yeah. one or whichever yeah, one Hoist yeah. Gracie did. Was it the number one or number I two? I don't know, bro. Anyway, he it did one of those. Together for he's me. got like a gi on or whatever. And then they yeah. were hooked on it from that moment. I don't yeah. know. If They're like in love before they've ever tried yeah, it. Yeah. So many stories are that way. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's different for me. I, I The earliest thing I ever did with it was looking at like UFC uh, videos that you would have to get, rent or buy mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Matt Hughes was cool. He would uh, He would do like, I think... Uh, he had that triangle choke match where that dude, uh, Carlos Newton, triangled him. Yeah. So that was a submission I remembered. And I tried it on my, on my friend at the time. But I didn't <laughs> know what I was doing. You know, it was all backwards. But it, I did get it to work, you know. But that was the only thing that I, that I ever did. I was like, but I didn't know it was jujitsu. I was like, oh, this is a cool, like, little choke you can do here. But, yeah. but Matt, he slammed that guy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tighter the hold, the, the theoretically more I can do with it too. If I can pick you up, yeah. <laughs> Some of that old footage from those old UFCs, man. Yeah, I tried uh, showing my wife that stuff um, a few years ago. I was like, let's have a little marathon here. Let's watch like the first couple or first three or whatever. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, trying to get through those doesn't hold. They were like fighting. Yeah, <laughs> you know it seems different. Like it's it's yeah. way more brutal now, and it's all the Do game you think is. So? Well, you know what, you know what I'm saying. It, it's a it's two different kinds of brutal. Like mm-hmm. now you got a classy fighter, a classy wrestler, a decent jujitsu player, whatever squared off with 
that exact list of things. Yeah. Back then you just had like it was a brawl, man. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. And people would tap if you got them inside control or whatever or mount, you know. <laughs> I, Which I can the closest to thing that, now man. is like you can tap I'm sure you if you put someone like uh Casey Gatami, you know, on the on the I don't know if you're familiar the with that. Words. That's like where you pin and you grab their <laughs> their head uh-huh. and then their arm and yeah, yeah. It's the, like, oh, the yeah. judo thing yeah i'm not explaining it really no really but, well, I, but you I got it so now, yeah. you could definitely tap people out with that but i think that's probably like the closest that you would get to like someone tapping if you're just in like side control or mount you know but they even then that's that's thing. still somebody who isn't exposed enough to the suffering to know that mm-hmm. they can ride it just ride it just ride it just yeah. keep breathing you know like yeah. that's what i mean is everybody's so well trained in these various martial arts particularly the mixed martial artists that you look back at the old stuff and it's like this was a brawl bro yeah yeah it was what i would i would say like is more enjoyable to watch is like the old like k i don't know how old they are but like k1 fights those mm-hmm. are like more you're just like doing one thing you're just like yeah you know you think you think it'll all all everybody's excitement will swing back around to the purity of of the individual martial arts. That's like MMA is bigger know. than ever, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But people in practice love jujitsu. Yeah. Or judo if they're super hoity toity nerdy types. <laughs> That's and, true. Yeah. And dangerous. <laughs> but but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the yeah. the, 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 the love know. for the purity I, of the one thing seems to still be strong. Yeah. Yeah. Just not when we're watching it on TV, I guess. Yeah, that's hard to watch jujitsu. Speaking of that, yeah, um, I do enjoy watching certain people, and I watch. The only time I really watch jujitsu is uh, is if I'm going to compete. Then I watch a little bit of someone that I like competing. For example, like um, the last competition I did, I watched Mikey uh, Musumeci compete a lot because I think that our body types are very similar uh, and he uses flexibility really really well and also mm-hmm. doesn't like use it as a crutch in my opinion and his guard retention is so so good and that's what I was watching for how how, how does he retain guard yeah. so I'm like but it is hard to watch if you're just watching as a fan I think it's it's a little bit difficult to watch I look for mismatches is my favorite so if you look at sure. like like Hoffman anything Mendes. that breeds highlights because it's a, exactly, hi- it's a highlight yeah, that, sport that's jiu-jitsu highlights watch. are awesome yeah i really want to yeah. watch that there's some even matches that are really fun to watch for me which is uh there was one that mika gaval fought i think i'm pretty i hope i'm not myself i think it was tiny dalpra at it was in texas somewhere i think it was like it looked like it was in like a mall that was a very very good match mika was a, a brown belt at that time and they're so evenly matched and that was a good match but normally uh, I like watching blowouts. I like yeah. someone getting like right. just wrecked, you know. And like the, the, the other point, yeah, the other point there is that match would be terrible if you didn't have your expertise on the sport. Mm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Probably like, in terms yeah. of fan friendliness, like You're if right, you were kind of yeah. new. There's nothing. Somebody flying, was like, there's, yeah. "Here's this cool match." You'd be like, "This is trash." Yeah, it's like, oh, the knee cuts almost there, and look, he retained it again. That's 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 not cool. That's, that's three and a half more. minutes in quarter guard. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's probably like any high level match. I just happen to like those guys. So yeah, I, the one that I like and it's terrible. Uh, Hodger Gracie and and Bushesha. Yeah, the they, they, they did patty caking for five and a half times. minutes or whatever. Yeah, and then the second it hits the ground, it's over. And yeah. You're like, really? But then the more you know about it, you realize 
there was some high level chess yeah. going on there. Yeah, and he had uh, Haji Grace. He, uh, it's nice hearing him talk about that too. He so he seems like a, uh, I'm sure he's a very very humble guy. And it's cool hearing him be be realistic and realistically just talking about like how high level he is because he is obviously. But mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, I have to be so humble, and you see that in people. You're like, hey, just say you're the best. <laughs> You're carrying the belt. Just say you yeah, got yeah. the belt, bro. Yeah, we all know it. Yeah. So Everybody else one. says it. Stop playing modest. Yeah. Can you watch little people do jiu-jitsu being that you're a big dude? Hold on. I'm going to back you up. All right. You were that. watching. I'm going to back you up twice yeah. now. My brain is – this is one of the advantages of not drinking doing this is I remember yeah. pieces of the conversation. I come back. Uh, you said you were watching Mikey before your last – competition was yeah that ibjjf yeah that was it the well, you, and you fought IBJJF. those big fuckers anyway like he does right yeah yeah <laughs> so was it i mean was it actually valuable in terms oh yeah of visualization and yeah stuff? i did i used it a ton and the big thing was like i did the ultra heavy division yeah which is uh there's a lot to, that i have thought about doing that and it's like you know joao and jose they're like hey you shouldn't do that you should just do your do your freaking division <laughs> idiot because they wanted they believed them that i could win that division Mm -hmm. my division Mm -hmm. which i didn't win the ultra heavy so maybe they were they were onto something or they were wrong and i and i would have got beat up by the little guys too but at least you got the excuse that they were bigger than you that's true and and uh i think that i had an advantage actually over the ultra heavy but i don't know how i'll I'll try to kind of explain that but um so i did ultra heavy and here's why they said do absolute if you want to fight big guys but I was like, I'm not guaranteed big guys. I want to fight big guys for sure. And if I do ultra heavy, I'm going to for sure have them. They're in that, unless they're like me and they're going going up. But <laughs> but that's rare, I think. So I did ultra heavy, so I would be guaranteed to fight these big guys. Uh, or hopefully anyway. So And I did. Open weight, I could fight someone my weight or smaller right. or one class above, whatever. I right. didn't want that. So... I did use it a lot. I used, uh, I watched Mikey a lot retaining guard and attacking from guard and figuring out like, how do you attack big people if they're on their knees? How do you attack big people if they're standing passing? Cause I'm going to pull guard for sure. I mean, I, that's was my game plan. I don't have, uh, a world where I can visualize me taking them down, you know, like the low single one where you put your your shoulder on, yeah, on their leg the that's a possibility but if it goes one, wrong yeah. it goes it goes really wrong so <laughs> so I, was, I knew i was gonna pull guard so i did use it a lot and i used the training up to that to that um to that competition watching every way that he approached those big those big matches uh and train with a few people that are upper belts that are that are huge and also lower belts too you know um that that would give me those same looks and that same pressure and they do but the problem is that people hold back and you probably do that when you roll with people that are smaller. I don't know if you do it or I don't know if you do it on purpose or not on purpose, but big people that hold back. So you have to go really hard to get them to, to give you uh, real life uh, scenarios. They're real jujitsu that they would do against someone close to their size. So that was a little challenging getting people to go hard because they don't want to, they don't want to do that against a little guy. So, it was cool. What I learned, if someone pins your leg, your, your guard's going to get passed. So you have to fix that, that situation immediately. And you can't let your leg get stretched out. This is all like 
in the weeds, you know, like granular, mm-hmm. but don't let your leg get pulled away from your body. Cause then your guard's going to get passed, especially with a 250 pounder. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only certain attacks like people love almost plata for, for people that are bigger. So that was one I had in mind, um, trying to collar drag, which I tried, but it didn't work, but I did. I used a lot of stuff that, that Mikey did. And ultimately I did win. I got second place. So I won and I lost. But the, the, the second guy, um, but anyway, I I think I had an advantage. I think that if you're going into that, it's a mental, mostly mental, like, okay, these guys don't know who I am. I don't know who they are, but I see them and they're, they're huge and they see me and they see I'm little, well, they have to win, right? They have to, but also here on me, I'm going into their division. That's like a little bit insulting to them. So Mm -hmm. Which I agree. I agree that it well, is. Well, but then you know? t- tactically too. I mean, roll two big dudes, two hundred seventy pounds, rolling together and rolling together all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're at a gym that has some big bodies. Um, it's different. Yeah, with the small can can it slide is, yeah. that knee back in there. Kind of guy has some flexibility. It's yeah. a fucking nightmare, frankly. Each, each bone, like from my hip to my knee, is this long, right? They're used to like yeah. this long, right? So. The, the space game is so different that, like, honestly, I'm. Not that I could put myself myself in their shoes, but I'm thinking, if I look over and I see you, I'm going fuck. Yeah, it's annoying. It's a whole different thing than I was you ready for go, and training for. You have to like smash them, I think, and and they're gonna like weave their little feet in there, and if their back doesn't explode, then they might win, and that's annoying. That's what happens. So the only the, there's a gal named Ka mm-hmm. at M Theory who's super flexible really really sharp jujitsu like it's it's one of those where you're like okay i'm an i'm normie trash i'm here for a good time and workout and yeah. le- learn to wrestle a little bit that chick's gonna go win tournaments and stuff right? yeah yeah she wins and a lot i've seen her super sharp yeah she's very good and it was one of these like i am more than twice this person's size weight yeah. weight wise and i can do nothing yeah i don't have any points maybe i have an advantage yeah. but maybe not Maybe she and, has an advantage. At one point, on. I was like, I've never passed her guard, mostly because I'm terrible. Let's be honest. But also because she's little and flexible, probably. I Good mean, movement too. no matter what you do, boom, there's a foot yeah. here. Boom, there's a foot there. It's like, what? So that's the first time I ever applied pressure. I'm not comfortable yeah. fighting people. I'm never going to be good at this. So that's I'm, what you, I'm always like, this right is, there, so this you is always rude. go easy on these this, small yeah, people. Well, and just mm-hmm. even on the big dudes too, you know, it's yeah. like, this seems very rude to push yeah. and shove you. You know what I mean? Throwing people. No way, bro. Yeah. But like the first time I ever like actually passed her guard was just like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm smashing Sick of it. Yeah. And it went and I was like, oh, right. Yeah. This is not a polite sport. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And that's, that's the attributes I, I had. She's using hers. Why wouldn't I use mine? That's, right? I, I love that you said that because I always think that like if I go against someone bigger and I know they're, they're holding back, whatever, like they shouldn't, I mean, it's, it's, it's your choice. However you want to roll, but I'm not going to be slow and I'm not going to be not flexible. So how can I demand or, or request that you don't be big and strong? Right. Yeah. That sucks. That's not a fair thing. <laughs> That's the thing about like, like being mad at people pulling guard too. Like, uh, let people do their thing because I'm not. What if you have a super strong spider guard, and I'm like, why are you doing that? I don't like you're doing yeah. that. Why don't you yeah. do close guard? Be old school. Do close guard. Yeah. But I'm mad that you're doing spider guard. Yeah. That's stupid. That's why I'm like, if someone wants to pull guard. Let them do their thing because that's how they're, whatever reason they're training or you don't know what circumstance they're dealing with in, in that particular 
moment uh, of their training or of their life, whatever. Maybe they're not a competitor. I'll pull guard most of the time. Sometimes I play little takedowns, some judo once in a while. But but if someone outgrips me, I'm not gonna play. <laughs> I'm not playing yeah. judo anymore. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. So, but those same people that are like mad at guard pulls, you have to. Then you you have to also bring it when you get that good wrestler too. Then you got to play stand up with them because mm. I bet they pull guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe if not. If you're right mad, now. I pulled guard, then pass my guard. How yeah. about that? Where, yeah, where, where's thing. the purity line? Yeah, I think it's know? a Midwest thing because if you go out to the you know bigger cities that have had uh, jujitsu for longer, mm-hmm. I, it's so dumb for me to say because I've been I'm only new still nine years, but um, they're not mad at that. They're like, whatever, the best the people game. are pulling guard. Yeah, or that day they're pulling guard, you know. So, yeah. But back to the flexibility with your training partner, Ka. Um, I think of this guy, Pato. Um, his first name is Diego. I can't think of his last name, but his nickname is Pato. And he he does that. He'll just, like, someone will be almost passing. He'll just grab his foot and put it. He'll just, like, place it. <laughs> Now I gotta be able to grab my foot. What? Yeah, it's crazy. But his partners can't pass because all of a sudden now his foot is now a frame. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's really tricky. That that kind of guard is a killer. It's like rubber guard almost. Yeah, I don't want to have that guard, but I want to have the retention of that. Like you don't see Mikey. I don't think doing that from what I've seen. But you see him like having the the guard retention of that. Sometimes it's as simple as just like posting on their shoulder getting your leg yeah. out whatever what do you mean you don't want to have that guard i don't want to have to rely on that because i'm old you know, ah, i'm yeah, getting okay. I, i'm old so smart so yeah i i don't know if that's a good idea and everyone everyone in america has low back issues so me too <laughs> but um but yeah so i think it just leads to to problems down the road but but why is why is someone doing jiu-jitsu that can have that type of guard well maybe they're gonna win a really really great uh award at a a good competition maybe then they can open their own academy whatever it may be but i'm not i'm trying not to hate on people's games uh ever you know because everyone has their own reasons for doing certain games for sure even wrestlers like you hate that right when a wrestler comes in they like sit on top of you in your guard but you can't do anything with them you know that's just what it is that's their game experts at pinning yeah. yeah whatever that's just your round you got to get through that round and then the next one will be go pick someone different or or you want to be mad at guard players, then you got to get better, get better at passing the guard. Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. passing the guard is one of the best feelings that you can get in jiu-jitsu. Like passing a good guard, that's hard. And it feels so good to do that. Just like sweeping someone that has a second, solid base. Yeah. I, w- I was going to posit that second, passing of someone's good guard is second in satisfaction to holding someone in your guard. <laughs> right? Like yeah. the guard is the best yeah. thing. Like, nope, you can't do that. Sorry, you're gonna stay right there. Yeah. And then once the table turns to then blow past theirs, that's gotta be. Oh yeah. And then uh takedowns are good too. So I you know, I hate on like people trying to be like, Oh, you shouldn't pull guard, but taking people down is really, really cool, especially for me that didn't have any takedowns for the first few years of my my grappling. Like if I can actually take someone down, that feels really good too. So what's your takedown then? What'd you land on? Uh I like single legs a lot because um uh, because my my partner here, Rob, uh, at the dojo, he likes he tells me single legs are high percentage, so I just get that in my head. I'm like, oh, single legs work a lot. I'm gonna do those. So single legs I like, but then if you go to to judo, 
Um, I really like uh, Russian tie position. I like that one a lot, but people know it and people will start to address it right away. Um, uh, Taitoshi, I really like if you can be quick. So that's like you got to have fast little feet there. So that's a good one. And also you have to kind of like move them around a bit. So that's me being like a, a few years into judo and not really knowing for sure what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I like Taitoshi a lot. Uh, that Russian tie stuff I like a lot. There's also a judo throw where you grab both of their sleeves. Sode, something I should know this. Um, you cross over the sleeves. Uh, it's it's a really good one. I hit that one mm. when I can. So I'll show you it. You'll like it. <laughs> sode. It starts with Sode. Ask Danny Hutchinson. He'll tell you. Man, he can throw out the lingo. Yeah. He's good, man. Something about the everything's in a different language yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, you said something about... Uh, you said you're you consider yourself a recreational jujitsu yeah hobbyist guy. Yeah. hobbyist mm -hmm. that's what it was yeah and you said pretty much everyone in the midwest is i yeah what do you mean by that a lot like if you go to, to gyms around here you see like people that didn't start when they were super young now we'll see it where they're it's more way more common that they're there's um we're going to start to see people that are coming up into young adults that have been training from very young ages. And I think, uh, from my exposure, that's going to be pretty, pretty new around here. And then these people are going to be animals, which is really, really good. It's going to make us all better. But I think of like just my exposure, it feels like jujitsu is a little bit newer, um, mm. in the Midwest here. But of course that's like, that's dumb to say too, because you have Greg Nelson up at, in the Academy, which is like, Oh my gosh, you can't get more credentialed than that than that place. So Ishmael Bentley, I don't know how long M Theory's been here, but he's like an amazing, amazing guy and amazing um professor as well. But for me, I'm not yet seeing like kids that have come up where I'm like, they're mm -hmm. coming into the gym. I'm like, hey, they have experience, right? Where'd you train? Oh, they just started, they just did a few classes over here, over there, whatever. So it still feels pretty new around here. Um, whereas like where you're training your primary gym M theory, I feel like over there, you're seeing like people that started when they were maybe teenagers or young adults, but they're competitors, you know, but I feel like that's, uh, that's there, you know, like most gyms around here, I think it's like full of hobbyists, which is how I, I, sure. I like to train because I train for fitness, um, but there's a wave in jujitsu that's landed, uh, let's say California, where you've got people in their 20s who are seven years into training yeah. jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. Where we've got a couple of those here and there, let's mm -hmm. say, but that that cultural element of it exists yeah. out on the coast where where jujitsu is more prevalent, is what you're saying. Yeah. So I, we're coming into a time period now where there's going to be this exponential growth of not only kids programs, but kids programs that are now in the adult program. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think you, yeah, you articulated that perfectly. And it's, it, it's like, um, when you train with someone that's from, or if you go to these areas, like I've trained at a few gyms that have welcomed me in to, just to train and depending on where you go, like you're going to get some blue belts that are very, very, very good. Um, or if you have, and I know you have, like you've seen a, a someone comes from, brazil and they're going to train up here and they're going to have a blue belt on and they're going to beat everybody you know like i trained with this little kid he was um 16 or 15 
and uh, he had a blue belt and he was so good. And Joao made me go with him. He's like, oh, he's your size. I was so scared because <laughs> this dude was already wrecking people. And he was my he was my size. Yeah, he just took my back and choked me. That sucked, Dale. He was strong, like, but the intensity is there too. But he knows what he wants to do, and he's been training for a long time. Like here, in generally speaking, if you get a 14 or 15 year old that wants to train, I guess it's gonna be a new thing to them. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know. Whereas like uh, other places, you might go. You know, if you go to Long Beach or something like that, maybe you you run into a 16 year old that's been trained, like you said, since they were six or seven or five or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's definitely here. You meet people that are super, super talented. Uh, young kids, but I think it's the not depth, that the common. depth isn't there. Yeah, 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 but it, it, will, it be, will be. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And you see my competitions here in the Midwest. We're like, dang, that kid's like running through everybody. But then you'll go on like you'll go and look at like um, a little social media of like one of those big gyms, uh, you know, in, in a bigger city or whatever. And they're mm-hmm. they're all their kids are like that. Man, just the, the just the clips from Blue Belt. At Europeans, yeah. Last week, the week before, it's a couple weeks from when I'm going to post this. Probably, I was watching it going. That looks like black belt shit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, God, God. I don't know if you saw this, but I think, and I hope I'm right in this. But Bill Cooper is a legendary black belt. He had a match with I think it was Tynan. I'm pretty sure Tynan Delper from AOJ, and I'm pretty sure Tynan was a blue belt, and he choked him out. And that's a blue belt against Bill Cooper. Not any, not a hobbyist black belt. Yeah. That one's not a hobbyist. So think about that. Like, that's got to suck, first of all. <laughs> yeah, but I've been there, yeah. you know, yeah, but yeah. Um, also like. You love it. You're, you respect yeah, it. You're you impressed. It. Yeah, and then he did everything he was supposed to do. At the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's cool. So it, it's the evolution of it. So You see that same kind of thing. I draw this correlation probably more times than I should have on the podcast. But you see a correlation uh, to CrossFit even. Like one of the big up and comers who's who's placing top ten and top five is seventeen years old. Really? Mal O'Brien is her name, one of the gals. Yeah. Uh I've met her and she's trained at my buddy's gym, CrossFit Hopkins here in town when she was in town for a competition once. They did they just do a little tune up cardio session the day before, which was like forty minutes yeah. of cardio more rigorous than any cardio I do, but it was just a little relaxation <laughs> session. Anyway, I mean, this is a kid who grew up in a crossfit gym which yeah is the same kind of this is that the next wave just like we're talking about with jujitsu where like yeah we signed these kids up for class and they stayed mm-hmm. and they kept coming and now they're you know quote unquote purple belts at 22 or whatever it yeah. would be you know yeah it's cool when you look at like the ibjgf rank um requirements because they do have this stuff all anyone can see and it's like mm-hmm. okay so you can be uh, a purple belt for this long and then you can be a brown belt however if you win this particular world competition then you can be then it doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know so that's cool that they have that built in there like they kind of know like um yeah you're not like the others you know it's like it's a like, nod to the kind of the subjective yeah. nature of it yeah. yeah so that's cool shout out to eureka trash collection yeah. beeping in the background there keeping us clean <laughs> Not not clean on the audio and uh, <laughs> yeah I don't even I didn't even look up like blue belt masters matches from the Europeans. I'm not why well, I don't want to feel yeah. that bad. Yeah, 
You know, like yeah, the guys I saw were like, you know, in early 20s and just machines. And I was like, oh, this is very impressive. Yeah. I don't want to see what I theoretically should look like relative to yeah. that. <laughs> it was, it, it, and on top of that, saying like not to hate on the Midwest because this train is ridiculous. And I get, I get beat up every time I go on the mat. I get beat up by somebody. So any gym you go to, like you could travel the world and drop in and you're going to get whatever. There's going to be like a hobbyist there. That's a black belt or a brown belt that might get beat up by some of those lower belts. And that's just what happens. That's the, that's the way of things, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like you said about CrossFit, like whatever maybe you, you know, people are just coming up younger. They're getting, people are so good now. When I was a white belt, I didn't even know like how to get a gi, like where to even get that from. And now <laughs> yeah. people, Right. You know, are yeah. getting whatever their sponsorship. Yeah, if or it, if I didn't get handed a gi when I I showed up, yeah, I'd have been like, all right, so where? I mean, Google it. Yeah, you know, it's it's still such a strangely obscure thing, despite the massive popularity. Yeah, that's but what once happened. You're was, in the cult. I was wearing these gis to class uh, when Brand Brandon and John were my were my coaches, and mm-hmm. uh, one day Brandon was just like when are you going to get a gi? Cause I would wear these loner gis that they had hanging on the, the oh, hooks. Sure. I was like, dude, I don't even know what, like, I thought these were just the ones that we wore. <laughs> Is it, this wasn't the process. Yeah. I was like, I thought I just put that on there. Like yeah. it smells really bad. <laughs> and then he's like, no. And I was like, well, what do I do? He's like, go like find a, um, I got a century gi. He's like, get this gi. It's a, get an A2. I was like, okay. It was freaking huge on me. Yeah. And A2 was huge on you? It was big, yeah. Oh, A2s man. are big on me, yeah. 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 I'm a little fella. I had an A6 my first time because I, I, I lost a lot of muscle mass in the last couple of years, but I couldn't get in. Like, I couldn't Americana oh, yeah. myself enough to get in the jacket. <laughs> so then he gave me, Dixon gave me an A6 when I signed up, which I was swimming in, yeah. but I could get my arms in it, and the pants were too big and all this stuff. Yeah. And then the belt was like a quarter mile long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you got to get stuff tailored. It's very common. In tailored, bro? To get. Yeah, you got to get it brought in because... As a hobbyist? As a hobbyist. Like <laughs> what? I find that hobbyist uh, tailor, seamstress to bring it up. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, uh, it's very common, you know, because you're a big dude. You got a lot of muscle. I don't we care don't about looking them. good. That, we don't make ge- geese for that. I would rather just wear a big baggy fat baggy. <laughs> That's yeah. ridiculous. There's that, too. So how, how long were you at uh, training at top team like with john and uh i'm really bad with years and stuff but i i I will tell you that i got to purple belt there oh okay so like the bulk of yeah the bulk of yeah 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 i stayed there yeah i was with i was with top team for uh yeah white uh blue and and purple and then brown was that's like six years or something five six years yeah something like that and then once i started at grappler station i stopped training jujitsu um all together and the way that i got away with that was that Max's judo uh, style of teaching is very ground heavy, um, which is called Nawaz or whatever in, mm-hmm. in, in judo. And then Tachiwaz is um, the stand up throws. Hopefully, I have that right. So it's very ground heavy. So I was able to just like get enough work in on, on the mat. And the judo game is fast. Like when, when you go to the ground, like when you're training judo, um, it's mostly Nawaza. Like if you're doing live sparring, like it's either Tachiwaza or Nawaza usually. They're not going to be like, okay, train and you do throws and you just keep grappling on the, on the mat when you're training. 
it's usually like, hey, we're doing Nawaza right now, or we're doing Tachiwaza. Okay. So the Nawaza rounds are fast though. Like these people have in their minds, like I need to get past the guard and I need to pin so I can win the match. Yeah. Not like we're playing around a little bit. Let yeah. me let you set this little lapel guard up or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't have six minutes to kind of yeah. ponder my options. Yeah. So That's it's a quick game. So it, sure. it actually does help a lot just to train that. So it gives you like a competition feel, even though you're not fighting training competition, uh, jujitsu, you're training just regular jujitsu or regular judo training. It's just fast. It's very fast because they only have a, a, a small amount of time right. to make something happen. So, yeah. So that's nice, um, and that's how I got away with not training jujitsu for a while. Then we started a jujitsu program, and it how was long really is a nice. While? Uh, probably about a year or so, maybe about a year. So, like in a way, you're nine years to black belt minus one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah, the judo is no I, joke because well, no, no, not to discount it yeah, at yeah, all. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but but no one's trying to play worm guard or heva <laughs> or nothing like that. Sure, it was pretty much like some really, really solid go-to passes, Yeah, you know, and, and, and if you're playing guard, you're going to do what you can until you can roll to your stomach, which is weird. If you, if you've never done grappling as a judo person, then that's what you're going to see. And you're like, what are you doing? Why are you going like that? Well, because in, in judo, then the coach is going to be like, okay, reset because you didn't turn them over. Yeah. So that's where it's sort of akin to wrestling. Like there's a pin. I guess. Question. I don't know wrestling rules, but yeah, I we're think at the so. limit of my their... knowledge of judo and wrestling. There we go. But okay. I, I know Me for too. a fact there's a pin involved. Yeah. So they'll have like their go-to passes, but, but they're not trying to play guard. They're trying to go belly down, be on top or go belly down. Yeah. That's like the, the people I train, with. but it, pu- it puts a pace on you that yeah. you need to make it happen. Yeah. How do you turn them over? You know, it, it puts a different, it's like in jujitsu, you can deal with the turtle position that can be easy to address. We have all sorts of ways to address, but do we have a lot of ways to address like someone that's like laying down like flat and yeah, you can address it in self like on the streets. It's terrible, but, <laughs> but to try to actually do the sport, we're all doing a sport, you know, we're on mats. So mm-hmm. like, we're clearly not uh, doing some, some fighting on the streets yeah. scenario. So um, how do you turn them over? It's very hard for me. You know, you gotta, you gotta be quick. Usually I just end up giving up I'm like, all right, let's reset and let you not get there again. So they go belly down. Mm-hmm. And if it's more or less immediately evident that you can't rectify that, we reset. Yeah. You walk away. And that's what happens. People walk, even turtle, you should judo competition. People turtle up the, their opponent won't even mess with it. They're just like, get back up. And in competition, that's like the the refs yeah, cue to be do. like, yeah, okay. Everyone's anyway. like, yeah, get back up. Interesting. Because they want it to be exciting. And, yes, and yeah. we were talking about jujitsu, like not being the most uh, <laughs> titillating thing to watch. Like judo is way, like that's exciting. Like there's going to be a throw, you know, yeah. most likely. Or ha- a half throw, yeah. you know, which will still win the match. Or like know? a, wild, I don't know what they would call it, like a wild reversal. Yeah. Where you're like, crazy. oh shit. And then, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It would be probably... Like when you just look up judo, like competition footage, like you're going to find really exciting stuff right there. But jujitsu competition footage, it's going to be hard to find some exciting stuff. You have to know what you're looking for, you know, highlight stuff. I've said that before. Like once you know, quote unquote, know jujitsu, like you're in it, familiar with the vernacular, some of the basic positions, then jujitsu is actually engaging. That's funny. Like when I first started and I looked up stuff, I was like, this is I don't know what what the fuck's going on and it's not interesting. Yeah. And that's a, a, a interesting thing too. I, 
I sometimes have this discussion with people when they're having trouble, but almost when they're white belt and they're almost ranking up to blue or getting to that level. I've said to several people, like, you're going to have more success. It's very possible you do better in your rounds and in your competition against blue belts than than you feel that you're doing against white belts. And that's uh, a weird thing because the blue belts are trained to to do jujitsu, whereas the white belts, they're coming in, they're like, they're doing stuff. uh, And sometimes they're not, they're not doing like, a lot of times they're not doing like how you want them to react. You know, like if you put someone in a triangle and they just like forward roll over you, like, hey, they, you might've submitted them, but also like you might've let go of the triangle or you saw like that little freak out moment mm-hmm. in their eyes before they did something crazy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you go against, you know, uh, a blue belt that's like, that knows how to react, how to address each guard position, how to address each guard, um, how to address the stand up game too. Like you're probably going to do, or it's possible that you do a little better against that trained person than you do against uh against that white belt you know and i put and myself like when i was white belt i would do pretty well against blue and sometimes against purple sometimes that's hard but i would sometimes just because i would do these flexible guards and they would stack me and stack me and get me to like crazy positions and i would throw up a triangle and i and i might be able to get that that finish but my back was on fire (laughs) but i was like I don't know what I'm doing, dude. Yeah. I'm just here. I'm just on the mat, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the Hail Mary gets caught, though. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. you just chuck oh, yeah. the ball For and sure. it works. It did a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. that's not the goal. And that's really not – I just didn't know what I was doing, you know? But successful-wise, I guess I was successful in, in a way, but that doesn't matter, like getting that tap against that person, whatever. They would crush me if I was actually doing jiu-jitsu, <laughs> you know? If I was actually trying you're to make grips, throwing and play wild guard. cards out there. Yeah, yeah you're doing like trick shots, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and those can work. Those can work. But so who 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 belted you up in the, for for blue and purple then? Uh, blue belt was was Greg Nelson. That was a lot of people. Uh, Minnesota top team was affiliated with the mm-hmm. academy at mm-hmm. that time, and I yep. think it. So they're all Pedro Sauer, right? I think. Yeah. It, um, all, up, a lot of Pedro Sauer's uh, yep. around here, which is really cool, and he. So I got it from Greg Nelson with okay. a bunch of other white belts. So, sure, so sure. and then uh, purple belt was uh, was uh, who was there? Uh. <laughs> it was an M theory person. I, I want to say it might have been oh, a Rocco really? or okay. Tao. Oh, okay. Zach, Zach Jeffrey. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was there for quite a while teaching. Yeah, he's an excellent he teacher. Yeah. That guy's so good. Yeah, yeah. you train with him? Uh, he ran when I first started up till essentially 2020 and all that stuff. He ran like the essentials no gi class on Friday yeah. and subbed in a little bit here and there. Probably my first or second favorite teaching style. Me oh, personally. he's awesome. Just the way there was like a little story for every day and everything kind of chained together and you put together this series. And yeah, he's very thoughtful. More, more like light bulbs in those classes, whether or not I used them, yeah. put those light bulbs to use uh, than any of them. I think I got that with Zach, I believe. I have like a, a little picture in my head of that happening. Ishmael mm-hmm. Bentley, of course, was there. Um, but it was under pretty much Zach, Jeffrey, and um, Tao, yeah. and, um, and Rocco were coaches over there. You know Rocco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, that guy's funny. Mm-hmm. Rocco is low-key one of the funniest yeah. people. 
Yeah, he makes those. Little, I little I had him on the podcast, but yeah, the, I was one of the early toe bros. Actually, he yeah. made it like a, with like a barbell <laughs> yeah. and like a singlet. Yeah. Uh, he was on the podcast, but I never turned my mic on. No, how stupid! I got to use the audio you redo somewhere. It. Well, definitely got to redo it. Rock is a gem for yeah, sure. That'd be good. So that well, then, yeah, uh, tell funny. me again. You said, but where'd you go after that? After my purple, yeah, I went right to Grappler Station. Oh, then you were here, at, okay? At, yeah, at a, as a purple belt, yeah. yeah, okay. And then I was not with any affiliation. I just quit training jujitsu. I was just doing judo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a purple belt for maybe five years or so. Yeah, white to blue in one, blue to purple in two years, and then I think I was purple belt for five years. And then well, um, you got a black belt in nine years, arguably eight, and you were purple for five. I think so because my brown belt I was only brown for one year, roughly. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. that's it's the, one of the more the interesting right distributions that yeah. I've heard about since I started doing this. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and, but then once I, I so I was training here, and then I was always in contact with Jose Varela and uh, mm-hmm. Joao mm-hmm. at Rio Rio Jitsu in Apple Valley, and um, and uh, Jose was one of my early instructors as well, just for a brief time at Minnesota yeah, at top, top Team. team yeah. And um, I just connected with him really well just because, like, he's a good guy. And also, he, we have a very similar game, so he's able to help me a lot. And that was, that was really cool. So I reconnected, and he was like, hey, come, come train over here with us. Started training with them, and then I got my brown belt from them. And then, and then a year later, um, roughly, my black belt. And that was a complete uh, surprise. I was like, dang, I, every other belt I'd been at, I was like, okay, I, I feel like I, I want to get my next belt because I'm beating most people I train with at, at the same belt. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I always thought I'd be, but brown belt was different. I was like, dang, I'm not really beating all these brown belts, but you know, some of them I do, but some of them I don't, but some, some black belts I do. Okay. But most I don't, and now I got to have a black belt, and now, but now it's a different. It's people have asked me like, oh, how do you approach it now? Is it different being a black belt? Well, it is in a in not for. I don't put any pressure on myself, which I thought I would. I just I'm just kind of like ah, whatever. I have no pressure. What am I doing? I'm not a competitor. I don't have to beat everybody, but. Uh, it does feel different when a blue and a purple and a brown beat you up. Then you're like, you're a little more salty about that. I'm supposed to know everything. Well, because, yeah, when you were a lower belt, there was this wizard at the front of the yeah, class. Yeah, And so now wait, I got to stand up I'm there. not the wizard. I just got taken yeah. down over here, you know, yep. or whatever. Can you imagine that? You're going to be up at the front one day. And I'm always looking at all these people. I'm like, and they're looking at me. I'm like, man, I got to look at those people. But I, I know that when I spar with them, it's not domination. Mm. I'm not dominating them. Mm. Some there's some exchanges happening there. Sure, sure. You know, so it's a little Which bit. Is, it's it, weird. It, but also in a teacher role, good. Yeah. Oh like yeah. If you're thrashing your students, are they yeah. your students? Yep. Yeah. And you see, you do see that with like, uh, like Mason Fowler. You know, he's uh, he wins, he wins everything. But his coach was Kyle Terra, and then you see like, well, they're rolling. Sometimes Kyle Terra beats him, but. But sometimes he's also way bigger too. But sure. the technique is solid too. You know, like if he was smaller, probably still they'd have those exchanges. Mm-hmm. Or Mikey trained with Kyle Terra. Like those are like uh, very nice uh, roles to watch. You're like, oh, the 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 master isn't like schooling this dude. You know, right. or if you right. watch like Hafa Mendes role with, with Tynan or something, like probably those are really good rounds. I don't 
I don't know if they're going to be like yeah. steamrolled by Hafa, you know? Right. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe he will, but somebody's winning on an advantage type of deal. Maybe. But right? and again, that's good. Like yeah. having been in a coach's yeah. shoes for a good number of years in a variety of pursuits like I'm waiting for a kid to out deadlift me. I want that to yeah. be the case. You know what I mean? Like it, it just wouldn't make sense if that's, you 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 got, And that's a weird place because when it happens you're a little bit like I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of like, dang, man. I do like when the kid's coming up, though. Kids, I don't feel as bad. Like, I don't get down. I don't get down on any of it happening. But mm. kids, I like when it happens because you're like, okay, this 14, 15-year-old kid, like, they went for it. Even if it wasn't, like, they're fully. Mm -hmm. They, like, they committed to that technique because yeah. they're so confident in that. So, yeah. That's good to see. Why are they Huge confident in that? Well, because you, you kind of like help them get yeah, there. Right. Huge so, developmental yeah. stepping stone for sure. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking about too, and I'm not on the other side of it, but part of the paradox of it needs to, has to be like, you know, I spent the last six or eight or 10 years in some version of an ass kicking from all these people on this side of the room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now we're quote unquote equals or like peers. Yeah. Right. Because I sort of closed the gap, you know, on the skill set or whatever. That's got to be a strange thing for like a quote unquote black belt where, yeah. you know, this guy was a black belt six years before me. So I received many an ass whooping and now I'm a peer and we roll, you know, I know that I, we're, we're roughly equals or whatever. But it's yeah. still strange to have that history, it seems like. It really is. And you're right. In any martial art where it's like subjective, like someone's telling you, that, oh, this is where you're, you're this rank now. Mm -hmm. um, boy, what's funny about that is like everyone that's, that you're training with, um, they're like monsters, right? These black belts that you're, that you're describing. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're so nice. Like once you're their peer or whatever, like they're so gracious and accepting of you into that like you're up there in that little group you know um but then your role has changed like now you're helping out brown purple blue white um progress so and they are they're, they're like even across other gyms like you're fighting these people at, at competitions whatever you're still like part of that little community and that that's it's there with other belts too i think but more more at black you kind of like reach that that little mountaintop so mm -hmm. Yeah, somebody used the phrase like there's a, I forget, it was a recent episode, recent conversation I had where they were like, you know, yeah, every time you get a stripe and especially like a belt, it's like a high five, way to go, nice job. But then you get a black belt and it's like almost a welcome to the club thing. Yeah. Oh, you that's, get, you that's get good, to go yeah. to the other side of the room, you know, yeah. and you're officially one of those guys or whatnot. That's good. Yeah. And I, I, there's some brown belts where I'm sure everyone hits this where you're like, dude, you're, you're, uh, you're there at the, you're at the front of the line, but now I'm up here on the other side. Man, I know and you know that you're be Jeremy, Jeremy Clark said this a while ago about Zach, actually. He's like, man, this guy beats me up all the time. And I'm higher ranked, whatever. I think they were brown at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but why? Because he, he, he puts a little more work in and he, he refined his technique, whatever it is. But yeah. I can look at, like, this guy Arthur, for example, uh, at Rio. Like, this guy's like a monster, man. And uh, he's a little bigger than me, but still, like, super way better technique like when i think about it but whatever i got this i have i have a black belt i have to trust that jose and joao gave it to me for for a reason and maybe it's not just because they think i might be able to be arthur 
but I can't. Maybe they're, <laughs> they're not watching, but I can't be Arthur. But but they're uh, they're hoping maybe I can bring some other things or have shown them some other some other things and leadership stuff too. And uh, I think teaching kind of plays a role too in that. You know, you kind of uh, teaching kids is the ultimate test. That's tough. That's hard. Yeah, I'm not mad enough for that. Yeah, I just yeah. watch Max. You know, he's he he's the best. I just watch Max. How does he run his kids' program? I just try to aspire to that because, man, I got a long way to go. That's tough. <laughs> I think I think part of the 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 questions of at any like rank obviously is because it is by and large subjective. Yeah. But especially at the higher belts, let's say let's say black belt, doesn't it seem like the subjectivity of it is actually valuable because it can vary so much from one person to the next. The, the, the type of game you play and how well you handle other people's games for sure. But then even kind of what you, you mentioned there, what's your contribution to this room of people at these yeah. higher levels, even at a Brown belt and whatnot. Like, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, your coach is giving it to you. And if they, if they wanted to give you the, the syllabus of bullet points of the reason why you've been promoted to black belt, it, it might not be because you kick everybody's ass. Yeah. You know, there, there's other value there as well as the skill set. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's funny. Max is good with that. As far as judo, like someone's like throwing everybody, but he'll be like, yeah, but they don't take their fall. Like someone's about to throw them. They have to know like when to fall too. You know, you have to like at some point if your partner does a really, really solid technique and you're just barely hanging on, well, they could probably like snap it and, and, and finish it. But also like, you know, we're trying to take your fall sometimes. Knowing your audience, you know, like I mentioned every time and again to the adult class, like you don't have to train with everybody here. You know, when I was coming up, it wasn't that clear. Like, I, I thought that I, like, just had to get my ass kicked by people that I kind of, like, maybe might not want to go that round with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll say once in a while, like, you don't have to roll with anybody that you don't want to for whatever reason. And you could say that you have a cramp in your leg or whatever, your stomach, whatever. Like, that's a good excuse, right? I got a little cramp over here. I mean, I use it. So just say that. And then, uh, but definitely like you don't have to roll with people that are using that round for a particular reason, or maybe they have no bad intention at all, but you're just like, man, I'm not trying to roll like that today. Let me just take this one off. You know, I just did that on on Saturday. One of my regular Saturday rolls with my guy, Aaron Chaney, because he, he's just a motor. Yeah. I I, I jokingly say he's got this former fat boy energy. (laughs) He's a big guy, right? He was. Yeah. Now he's this wiry, kind of skinny, oh, former dude. fat boy is what I call it. And that's a different yeah. energy, man. When you decide energy. you're yeah, not you going back that, to that. Found that mobility. And just motor. He's, I'm not going back. Dang. I'm not going back. So he just doesn't stop, which for yeah. me is a push, you know. Yeah. There's powerlifting and stuff. Sometimes for your, you don't big, want that, rip. I do want it every single time. But on Saturday, you I don't want it even <laughs> without my glasses and I can't see a thing. But I see this brown belt walking toward me and I'm assuming making eye contact. Yeah. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah. Today ain't the day, babe. And he turned yeah. and rolled with somebody else, you know, <laughs> it's fine. We're yeah. adults, you know, this I is feel America, like people baby. Don't, don't talk about that, uh, enough or just put it in there once in a while. Um, throw in there like, Hey, you don't have to roll it. Cause sometimes people have really, really hard days and it's really hard to keep. Um, I shouldn't say this. Sometimes you get a, a, a problem with, you know, you have like, uh, there's not that many girls on the mat, right? There's not that many girls and women on the mat. And 
And if you have uh, someone that's comfortable enough to train with your academy, um, you know, you should make sure that there's not people out there trying to, to beat them up uh, for whatever reason. But, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's a great training partner in some capacity. And you have a, a, a massive dude. He's going to be a really good training partner for somebody, probably for a few people and for some people. Maybe not so much a good a good training partner, but for you and me to roll, I'm not gonna like. You're not gonna benefit for competition wise. That's not gonna benefit you to to roll with me, really. You know, cardio wise, maybe if you don't get a hold of me. Yeah, but yeah. like, you want to roll with someone like close to your your size at yeah. least and skill set. I don't think it plays that big of a of a role there. Um, you know, you can get like Mikey again, like that guy trains with hobbyists in quotes, you know, that's who he trains with and he, he, he's the best. So I don't think skill set matters a ton, but it does matter like gravity, you know, gravity's real. <laughs> right. There's know. the episode title. Yeah, there gravity's go. real. Bro. Yeah. So well, another, another refusal to roll that I'll have refusal sounds so definitive or whatever, but I'll legitimately, uh, go eyeballs elsewhere if i'm seeing that the room is breaking down where the Mm -hmm. people that are left are me and somebody serious yeah and like somebody's got pans coming up like i'm in i'll I'll jump in with you and train it's not like a fear thing but it's also like i'm kind of a clown (laughs) i just don't want that type of energy right there in that role right it's not even that i'm down i'll step up to it i'd rather not and i don't want to take away from your role yeah, like that's if you got if you got too. six rolls here today and you got mm-hmm. pans in three weeks, yeah. skip me. Yeah. I mean, I'm in if if it means you end up sitting out. That's different, you know what I mean? I'm in, yeah. but like I'm just here for a good time. I'm laughing, kind of getting better on occasion. So why would I then take the guy who's just sharpening a blade? Yeah, for a very specific purpose and waste a round of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've left rolls before where I could tell the my partner is like. Pfft, what was the point of that? Right. I don't they weren't want, bringing I don't it. That. They yeah. weren't bringing that 110% like, I, like yeah. I wanted them to, you know. I've definitely had that before. And then I've been a spaz that did stupid stuff too where you're going, 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 and the, your partner is like, dude, chill out. What are you doing this for? I wasn't doing it for anything. I don't know why I was doing that. <laughs> I don't know why I was doing that stupid stuff. What but, was I doing? Though? Yeah, I don't even know. know. I don't even know what I was doing. I saw it on YouTube though. <laughs> But yeah, we've all, I think that, that almost everyone's been there, you know, uh, but you have to have good people guiding you and, uh, know your audience, you know, even when you're, when you're trained, like every time you're trained, know your audience. And when you're teaching, especially, I think it's important to know who you're talking to. It'd be nice to have like one-on-one, always one-to-one teacher student, but you got to do the best with what, with what you're mm-hmm. given, you know? Mm-hmm. Pros and cons, pros and cons, yeah, I think, to that. Yeah. You, you made reference to, to, you know, like the number of women and girls on the mat. One thing that I've noticed just from overhearing murmurs and stuff is that's like a tiny subculture. And I'm sure this is some sort of survival mechanism from a various unfortunate cultural norms and societal norms or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like if there's a problematic role, at least in the gym where I train, Meaning this person is not a great partner for, I'm going to generalize it, us gals, let's say. Yeah. That necessary message makes the rounds very quickly. 
and that person gets yeah. avoided. Like uh, there's a self-policing amongst mm-hmm. the gals in the gym. And thankfully it doesn't appear to need to happen a whole lot. Yeah. It's, I think it's rare. You yeah. Know, but, I think it is. But it's. But yeah. when there's one little red flag, they all seem to know. Yeah. That's a good Which thing. Is good. You know, it's unfortunate, good but good. Yeah. It's weird in a, com- uh, a contact sport, uh, a combat sport grappling we're gripping each other up right so it's a little it's a little weird i've rarely encountered people that are like i'm not comfortable i actually i've never encountered someone that's like i'm not comfortable like doing this this position or like this um this grip or whatever like but you know you just have to like read people and you know there's programs that you do when you're an instructor, like you go through programs to recognize stuff, what you're talking about that goes right along with like head trauma. Like mm. you go, you, you take classes that are like recognize when someone's doing this stuff that mm. maybe you should look out for like too cozy with these, with these people, you know, but I think that's rare. I don't really know, but I think it's incredibly rare. Hopefully so. Yeah. This could be like a male privilege yeah. thing going yeah, on right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you also talk like almost every female grappler um that you talk in depth about their training like they're gonna have some story about like a creepy guy you know which i'm not really surprised because there's creepy people out there yeah so yeah Yeah. there's that but um it's nice to have it's really nice when you get a place that where there's like females on the mat it just opens up a little bit it takes away like that that little bit of like where am i training you know if they weren't there whatever i'm sure there's probably still really good training out there like that but it's a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, affirmation or confirmation whatever word i'm looking for Mm -hmm. they're like hey this might be a uh, a nice little environment that they have set up you know good healthy atmosphere yeah yeah people of all of you know whatever stripes yeah there we go (laughs) yeah so you got a rank in judo then are you uh i'm a brown belt but that's why i try not to talk about the the names of the throws Cause I'm gonna Max is gonna take my brown belt away. I gotta know. I, all this I literally stuff. just posted a meme today or last night about, or I shared somebody else's meme. Uh, they used a clip from some movie, and it was like, you know, lower belt asking an upper belt, "What was that move you submitted me with?" And yeah. the guy's like, "I have no idea. I just know that it works." Or something <laughs> like that. Who gives a shit? What? Yeah, it's there's there's certain people that train judo that are really really good with those names, and they know them all before their yellow belt those people are awesome and there's yeah definitely like i need those people when i'm going up for my test because i learned the moves for for my test but also like i'm over there testing in the corner and people are like doing their warm-ups and they're helping me out too telling me you know so it was good i needed i need to help with that yeah so once i passed my brown belt test i was like good I, i i probably won't need those those little Japanese words for another few years, but I know how to count to 10 in, uh, in, in Japanese. And that's Man, pretty much like, that's I, the I've only seen, thing that we use for every to class. 10? Just 10. That's all. Yeah. Oh. Wait, I shouldn't have said that. Cause I'm, I think I had to count to 30 for my, sure. for my brown belt, but yeah. that's what I needed for my test. They never said I had to maintain <laughs> to always be able to do that. On Can command. you count to 30? No, you didn't tell no, me I would no, need no. to. I did. I did it for the test. You know, but I've heard uh, the aforementioned Danny. I've like been sitting off the mat while he's like working with somebody on some stuff. He, he uh, 
dares to help a couple of us once in a while with some judo stuff and he'll yeah. be counting off on this drill that they're mm. doing and i'm like it's in japanese my man speaks japanese yeah. no <laughs> and it goes like 50 yeah you know that's wild it's 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 so easy though like yeah it's the same it's just, just like english you know same rhythm and, yeah you know, yeah same thing but. is there there's like three different brown belts in Judah, yeah right? yeah and i don't know which is which so sometimes people say they're this particular brown belt i'm like you gotta explain to me again what that means but i only got one brown belt that's what i'll say i don't know what that's called it's called something you're the first brown that's my first brown belt in judo that's what that's called and is there yeah. literally like another like a darker shade and then a no, darker no. shade so um, to speak people have gotten them and i think they get new belts but i can't tell because they don't do stripes or anything. Like, there's no bar in the, the judo belts. Yeah. Yeah. So we have people that they're like, oh, I'm testing for this brown belt. I'm like, I don't know what. <laughs> got, I, do you get the, another belt? They're like, yeah, I think I get another belt. But it looks the same. Same belt. As oh, far really? as I know, Danny yeah. can tell you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I, my, I'm so, my just right the meathead background where everything was X number of pounds, X number of reps. Mm -hmm. X number of rest period. I'm very like trained into a metric. Like I'm not belt obsessed and stripe obsessed. I don't really yeah. care because I'm yeah. not going to do competitions or whatever anyway. But like, in, as a matter of looking around a room and seeing and stratifying people where they are in the room. Yeah. The fact that there's ambiguity there bothers me for some reason. <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll say about judo, it's it's different than jujitsu in my. Uh, observing it training myself whereas like in jiu-jitsu when i go with um if i'm rolling with a, a purple belt i can kind of look and go like okay i think i know how good that person might be mm -hmm. that's crazy to say but do you no, know what i, I mean I, like, I you're like, okay i think i'm saying. a little bit ready for how this role might go yeah. and then in judo I never really know too much about that until it hit black belt. And then I'm like, oh, this person's going to throw me for sure. <laughs> I just have to be ready to fall. And that's how I feel about judo. Like if I'm going against someone, I'm like, I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. They know judo. I know that much. But you don't know like what their tech, like are they going to prefer a little bit of foot sweeps? Are they going to try to do a turning throw? You don't know what they're going to try really. And you don't know how good they're really going to be at that. You know what, Brown Belt, you're, you're pretty sure they're going to be okay at something, but you don't mm -hmm. know, probably not everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's rare that they're going to be good at, at every approach to mm -hmm. that game. But then you, you, you see a black belt and you start gripping them up. They start gripping you up and they outgrip you immediately and you're hunched over and you're just ready. You're scared and you're just ready to fall. And that's what it is. That's why we take so many falls here because you have to know how to fall, you know? And the black belts will also take care of you. And that's like in judo, yeah. it's so important to be a good partner, good uke, you know? If you can fall well, it's, it's, I think it's as important and maybe more than, than be able to, able to throw well, being able to take a good fall. And it makes a hell of a difference, you know? It's like the right amount of, you don't want to be stiff, you know? You don't want to be floppy, but you want to be like the right amount of that, you know? I just the other day heard Danny talking about the angle at which you reach out and slap the mat. Yeah. And he explained why you wouldn't want to go too low and too high. And it was like, I mean, I've had it explained to me at some point probably, but it, it was just the again, just more light bulbs where you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I haven't really thought of that until that first time I practiced it and never really went back to it intellectually. Yeah, it's one of those things. You're like that where you're like, okay, you explained it to me great. Now I just need to learn that whatever you tell me, Danny, I just have to trust it and just do it like that. Because you just told me why I do this, 
one thing that seems not that big of a deal. So yeah, judo's cool. The best the best thing in the world is the kids break fall. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean when they're like not good at it or just new or whatever where they literally like fall backwards and then just double slap the mat after all totally off is gone. Yeah. Cuz yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. It's one of those like sooner or later they get over a hump where it synchronizes and becomes more beneficial. Yeah, it's sort of like adorable kids stuff in the yeah. meantime where you're like that was pointless but yeah. fun to watch. Kids martial arts is amazing to watch. I love it when they start to learn. You're like, man, you guys are going to be really, really good one day. Especially those like eight to ten, eight to twelve year old kids yeah. where the motor development patterns are really happening. Mm-hmm. Where I think I think back either. to what I was doing at eight to ten, and it was like this, like sitting around, yeah. eating, drinking oh, stuff. Me too. Yeah, I didn't do anything <laughs> physical. But yeah, kids like as far as judo, like there, a lot of kids are very, like pretty fearless. So for me, it's like shooting a double leg. I don't know how you, how you feel with that, but I, I have a lot of trouble shooting in for a double leg because I feel vulnerable. Like I'm gonna hit a knee. It's never happened, but I'm pretty sure that. Like in my head, I'm like, this is gonna happen one day, and I'm gonna be bleeding everywhere. It's never like you're gonna take a knee to the face. Yeah, 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 which is like that's not gonna happen. So I'm I'm so scared to like get in there and shoot a double leg, and I'm so scared also to turn to do a turning throw. I don't know why. So I can't. I have trouble with turning throws. That's why I like Tayotoshi. You kind of like stay at a little little bit of a distance with with Tayotoshi, but something like a Sayonagi, like you have to be like in there. You know, you have to be. So it's, but kids, they'll, they'll do whatever you tell them. They're like, they're so close to the ground. What's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> they're malleable. If they fall. Yeah. Yeah. They're made of rubber. But me, I'm going to be broke. Do you know, <laughs> do you notice a lot of that? Like with adults that come in where, oh, yeah. it, where it's like that inhibition probably even holds back progress in their yeah. early year or two. Yeah, it does. And that's where it comes to like people making you aware, like, like this guy the other day, like he, he taught me a good lesson, which was like, he was brand new to grappling and he's like talking about the Ukemis, just, just break falls. I'm like, we're doing jujitsu though. So I don't have to really cover that. Right. Like people kind of know that like a single leg takedown, like they're just grabbing one leg. It's not a throw, but then he's like, Hey, uh, you know, I don't know how to fall like that. Like, how do I, I keep bumping my head. I'm like, dude, that's a major mess yeah. up on my part. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I took spot. for granted. Yeah, but you know, so many jujitsu classes that you'll take, they'll start with takedowns for warm ups or they'll mm-hmm. do takedowns at some point. But we're not doing break falls to practice for that, you know? Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a miss to not do that because that that would be bad if someone, you know, just quits training for one with you that that's not the biggest deal but but what if they leave thinking like this is dangerous knowing how to to do this grappling art or sport martial art like no part of it is break fall so you know that that interaction taught me a very valuable lesson like people need to know how how to fall like To me, I was like, oh, this is like a little tiny takedown. Yeah. To that guy, though, he's like, dude, I keep bumping my freaking head on the mat, yeah. and you didn't tell me how not to do that. That's the hardest he's landed. Probably the right. only time he's landed at all in yep. years. Yeah. It so is was, a weird thing to have somebody have your leg and maybe an arm is tangled up, and then mm-hmm. you land, and you just sort of tip over like a cartoon, and you're yeah. kerflump, and you're like, all right, my collarbone hurts. Is that it, huh? Yeah, it is. It is weird. It was weird to me. I'd never done any sports yeah really so no you didn't do anything 
No, no not till uh, I dabbled a little bit. So the only thing I did, I was trying to, to do something. Like I said, I wanted to take boxing. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I thought like, oh, that's cool. I could, I could get in shape. You know, these people are like nice shoulders, all that stuff. I was like, let me get, <laughs> let me get some of these deltoids. So I wanted to box, but I never did it. But instead I did uh, gymnastics right when I started training jiu-jitsu. I did gymnastics too. At this place right by there called Gleason's. And that was really fun just by myself. Um, I just did a little uh, open gym there. Yeah, there's a little Russian guy there named Sasha that helped me out. That That's, was cool. What's that the was name fun. of it? Gleason's? Gleason's, yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Why? What motivated you to go over there? Because I saw this guy. I remember this guy, uh, uh, Jonathan Horton from the Olympics, mm -hmm. who was tiny, though. He was, like, he was much smaller than me, but he was, like, jacked, ripped. And he would do the, the little rings or whatever. And he, I was like, man, the, that guy's so... Little. The little rings. The little rings, yeah. Only one of the like, most impressive awesome. things. In yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the hell yeah. he's doing, but I was like, let me do some flips on these things. So I went in there to the open the open mat that they would have. You just had to pay a little bit of money. And this guy, Sasha, was there. He was so nice. He helped me out with this. The first time I did it, though, I signed up for a class. And before I knew that I shouldn't be signing up for, for a class. <laughs> so I signed up. I was like, okay, let me do an intro to gymnastics, whatever it was. And I went in there, it was me, and it was a bunch of, like, teenage girls. And I'm in there. <laughs> it's weird, you know? And then Sasha's in there, and he's teaching the class, and all these girls are, like, amazing. They're doing handstands and stuff, and they're holding me up. They're holding my legs up in the air so I can do this stuff. It was such a mass embarrassment. So then I but was at like, the same time that's me. awesome that's was, awesome they, you know all the whole class was about trying to help me get through these through these movements but then Sasha said hey just do open gym and I'll help you so I I was able to just be like let me get out of this class real quick and just do open gym and then Sasha would be like because you need to do like these people are doing like a floor routine like running and flipping like the really cool stuff he's like you should go like pick whatever stuff you want to look at and I'll help you with that, do a few moves on that. So I was like, let me look at the, the parallel bars. They had a little pommel horse that's so hard in the rings. So he would come over and help me do that. And that is, that's a great workout. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah and then they're... I did a little bit of bouldering, which is like the rock climbing mm -hmm. low down. That was really cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so do, I mean, how long did you do these gymnastic classes? Uh, like two months. Okay. Yeah. It was a brief Not, thing. Yeah, it was brief. I, was yeah. I would have, still do it. I just don't have the, the time sure. the capacity yeah. to do it. I was about to have you yeah. prove to me No, I somehow. can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, no. No, I, I, one of our blue belts here is a, a free running instructor, yeah. and he he does this stuff for a living. You should see him do this stuff. And this, this, our sprung mats here, it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing. He's flipping all over the place. So, yeah, he's cool. He's fun to roll with, as you can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, some of that, even that there was somebody or is someone at M Theory that I remember hearing somebody talk about how it was like, oh, that's the dude that's a break dancer. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, what a nightmare to deal yeah. with if they you know, would find a way to Balance. sort of apply that type of athleticism to it. Yeah, those uh, Gio Martinez and um, Richie Martinez are, oh, yeah, were yeah. break dancers. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, you see that there. Yeah, so this is the, the first time I did physical stuff really. So it's cool. It's a experimentation and what injuries you can get after not moving for 30 years, you know, <laughs> but you're a power lifter, right? I competed in strongman and, uh, primarily I did a bunch of strongman competitions years ago and I was like a shot putter and yeah. anything meathead I did. I was arm looking wrestling. at when I first met you, um, 
Do you remember that? I think it was at Chris's house. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, when I <laughs> first boy. met you, I was looking up. I was into that stuff. Um, strongman and, mm-hmm. and mostly strongman Super stuff. Super cool, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what, what's happening. Like, technique-wise, I can't yeah. appreciate Just it Just like fully. gymnastics. You're like, I know this is incredible. Yeah, I just, it looks right. cool. Yeah. So I, I would look at these, uh, like, the things they do in Scotland, you know, those Highland, game, games. Highland games. I yeah. would look at that. That was really cool. But I stumbled upon, this is funny, and I hope it was you, And I, but I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, was I know video. what this is. Yeah, Are yeah. you picking up a barbell on the yeah. side? That's a Steinborn squat. I saw that. I was like, that's a, I, was like I just yeah. met that guy. And it was weird that I saw it at that moment. Oh, really? Seen it, I saw it after I met you, and I was like, oh, I just met that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. It was just a weird uh, timing thing with the yeah. universe, because if I saw it a month earlier, I wouldn't have connected sure. the two. That's funny. But now the name stuck out, and yeah. I was like, I just met him. Yeah, that was it, a, an amazing thing you did with it's that. It's a pretty, a pretty good lift historically. Like The big world-level strongman guys started playing with it around the time that video went viral, Yeah, because like, a couple of like the quote-unquote magazines, like online websites that do articles about fitness and strong men and stuff took that link and ran with it it's on a buddy of mine's uh youtube channel but like there's people moving 600 pounds Dang. on that kind of thing literally standing a loading a barbell up like you're gonna deadlift I better describe it yeah and you stand it up on end and then you wedge your back up against where you'd want it for like a back squat you let it rock down onto your back into a low squat position stand up and it was like popularized by a cat named Steinborn. That's how he would okay. do back squats before like squat racks and those types of setups were readily available. So, yeah, that thing's insane. It was like three seventy or something. Dang, there's a little bit of weight on there. Yeah, and then the other thing, the only thing I think <laughs> of that made me feel as uncomfortable as watching that, like where I'm like, I think I'm gonna if I try that, like what will happen to my spine? Is these things? I think they're called Jefferson deadlifts. Yeah, where you straddle it. Um, I'm thinking of one where your back is rounded fully. Yeah, Jefferson Curl. Jefferson Curl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, real popular in the How CrossFit do you do that? Crowd. How do you get away with that without uh, your back like herniating? You'd be surprised is the first answer to that. Like, mm-hmm. like Atlas Stones in strongman competitions, you can yeah. picture people doing Atlas Stones. Your back is rounded. Rounded full, yeah. You know, especially the big boys with a little bit extra material in the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, your back is, your body is very capable just look at gymnastics. Look at the wild shit that happens in gymnastics. Like, look at people doing ring routines and go, how do their shoulders survive that? At the world level and after 20 years, the answer is they probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, like, your, your, your body is a pretty formidable, magnificent thing when properly developed. And, like, that Jefferson curl, I'm sure, is a thing that multiple people have screwed themselves up with mm-hmm. because they jump in and they start doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's terrifying to me. Like if you go kind of go way back, if you start trying to run barambolos and you're in month two of practice, practicing it and you start trying to do it to me, yeah, that's not particularly smart in terms of progressive overload, you know what I mean, yeah. in terms of body readiness. So that's a type of thing where that's a long, slow process of building up your capacity in those spinal positions in that rounded position and it's also not anything you're going to push for the sake of instagram like yeah i'm up to 315 on it i mean nobody gives a shit and it's not really the point of a lift like that yeah. you know but it's eye-catching though it really yeah, is because it's like it must this be is great for you this is the opposite of everything i ever yeah. thought i knew about the spine right i yeah. think about that when i think about arm bar which is the arm bar from mountain jiu-jitsu like it puts you in a position to 
to hurt your lower back. You know, like you're curled up on this arm, right? And then if someone's holding you, you gotta like, you gotta like push back, right? Mm-hmm. Like almost mm-hmm. like you're deadlifting what's around your back. Thing, yeah. yeah, I've hurt my back a few times doing that, like trying to really break this arm bar. All of a sudden your your lower back like gives out a bit. But if you watch like Marcelo Garcia, like he always leans to one side fully. That's how they do it in judo too. Like they just like get the arm as secure as they can and then just like lean to the side yeah. to break it. Which doesn't which takes the pressure off your lower back, I think. It takes but. it it takes the this this was one of like my wide eyed moments semi recently is probably for the third or fourth time hearing the explanation of, you know, the best way to break solid grips in that position is simply just maximize your leverage. No, you That's go. all you're doing when you're tilted yeah. to the side. Just maximize yeah, so. the leverage. That's what good deadlift form versus bad deadlift form is, oh, right? Okay. Oh, it is just exploiting leverage. That's what judo is. Yeah. You know, get me over on one foot, up on my tippy toe. I don't feel so heavy anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Depending on where your position is. I think there's a an opportunity for someone to to make instructionals for like how to grapple and protect your body protect your lower back protect your joints as being offensive and and defensive you know so i got a camera let's do it yeah luckily i had uh brandon bergeron <laughs> my first instructor he uh he warned me because he had back issues you know so he would tell me like i know you like this crazy stuff you're trying to go inverted or whatever when people are passing but he's like don't stay like that like yeah. go inverted but spin out of it like sure, don't just sure. stay there because yeah yeah but I didn't listen. I no, of course not. What? Yeah. Yeah. He well, didn't I mean, listen to whoever told him that. Yeah. And so goes this thing of ours, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 What's fun. next? What, what's your next interest? Um, I really like hit, hitting that black belt, a black belt, black belt mark. You know, I really, I, I'm enjoying having a black belt, which is so stupid because it's subjective. So who really cares? I don't really even know what it means, but I like stepping on the mat with a black belt. I like feeling more comfortable uh, training like that. And uh, I feel more comfortable teaching like that, teaching kids, teaching teen, adult. Like, I feel really good. It's a little confidence booster, especially who do you get your black belt from that. That matters a lot. And not to say, like, oh, so-and-so is better than than whoever else, but the connection that you have with that person. Like, it's always sad to me when someone's like, I got my black belt from this person, but, you know... I don't want to talk about that yeah, or whatever. Like, the relationship that's a little bit sad. Isn't Yeah, there. yeah. But yeah, I know, sure. like, Joao and Jose, like, whatever. That's going to be solid forever, I hope. And fast forward to 10 years. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't – I mean, I'm just kind of like I have, to, I have two little kids, so, you know, concentrating on, like, what I'm going to do probably is just, like, project my failures onto them and make sure that, 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 that they are really good at grappling where I couldn't be. Yeah. So they got a lot to – Yeah, yeah to yeah. uh to make up for so they'll be great gymnasts <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah hopefully not no I, I yeah i'm just gonna keep keep grappling keep growing our program here um like i said pack mats are cool some nights we have them and uh yeah hopefully we can get get some good training here so all right last piece yeah you've listened to every episode of this so you knew it was coming just say yes yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, give me advice for each belt level Probably oh, not. Bla- I, I, probably I, I, not black belt. You're, yeah, you you feel comfortable belt. giving black belts advice? Oh yeah, I've been a few months. <laughs> so start with white. White belt. Uh, you don't have to train with everybody. 
Um, you that can is refuse, actually great, great advice. Right? You can refuse anybody to, to train. It doesn't matter their rank. Um, they shouldn't. But it depends, too. Like, they got to know their audience. Are you trying to get ready for a particular thing and you need that push? Then that's a little different thing. But if you're, if you're trying to, to get introduced to the martial art, to the sport, you don't have to train with everybody. And that will carry to, to every belt, you know, to wherever you're comfortable with. Um, that would be my advice for a white belt. Mm. A blue belt, I would say um, start looking up cool stuff that you see on, on YouTube or whatever, whatever you're looking at for your cool stuff. Um, MySpace, look up this stuff and find cool stuff that, you, that, that appeals to you. And even if it's like you're Matt and you're like, oh, I like uh, Barambolo, uh, find someone that will show you how to modify that because for sure you can. If you went to someone, if you went to Marcus, probably already know. If you went to Marcus or whatever, he'd be like, oh, we could get you to do this. You just do it a little bit differently. Look at Levi Jones Lear. You could do that style of Baron Bolo for sure. So anyway, you, you, you look at cool stuff, find something that you think is cool, that catches your eye, and you want to do it. And then get someone to like show you how to, to, to be able to do it for your body because your body matters a lot who you are um, and how you're going to be able to move. Uh, that might be one of my favorite answers so far yeah. of doing this. Uh, purple belt. Um, now people get really good, so I have trouble because purple belts are, are really good and they're, they're, they're kind of like dangerous, you know. But that's, I think, your role too maybe. Like purple belt, hey, start rolling hard with other upper belts and know that like I think purple belt is where you can start to realize that now you're – Best training might come from rolling with people not as good as you because you you know some cool stuff now and you're starting to get a little bit of your little game, what you think it will be, you know, and then you roll with people that aren't quite as good. They might also be purple, but you know that their, their technique isn't as sharp. Then you could do those cool things and make them your own. I would say at purple belt because you think you have your, your, your game and you might, but, but you'd be surprised at how it changes down the road a bit. Um, then you go to brown belt, and I think that uh, it's hard for me to, to, to give advice past purple, really, because I'm so new uh, to grappling in general, but to black belt. But I would say a brown belt, like, try to uh, focus on retaining your guard. Like, don't let people pass your guard anymore, you know, if it was happening. Like, you, you should really, really focus on not getting your, your guard passed. I think I'm probably talking more to myself than than people right. in general it's all right whoever needs the your, advice yeah yeah don't let your guard get passed um try to uh go back to frames uh which they told you from day one but probably you didn't listen so frame uh hook frame those will will be things you want to focus on control the distance at at, at brown belt and before you know it you're going to be beating up uh you know all the purple blues and of course the whites, but um, you know the browns will still be tough probably because they're good, and the blacks. But uh, but yeah, focus on hooks and in frames and at brown belts. I think bring it back a little bit to to basics, um, fundamental. Go back to your to your little fundamental stuff that you learned on day one. And black belt, I can't I can't give give advice. Maybe I'll just give it to myself then. It's just uh, yeah, be try to be. I think it's as a new black belt, it's probably it's pretty easy to be humble. I think it's easy because, man, you, you're still getting beat up by people. So 
uh, what would my advice to myself be? I don't know. I, I haven't, this is the, the least I've watched jujitsu and, and, and focused on it as far as studying it is at black belt. I mostly hmm. watch skateboarding videos. <laughs> That's mostly what I, and I don't even know how to skateboard, but it motivates it's me. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. I love yeah. cool shit. Yeah. So I don't know. This is the, le- the least I've thought about it, but it's, it's just going to be there. Like, you, oh, for myself, I guess, and this is probably for everybody, black belt advice, just be consistent, stay on the mat. Um, in the Midwest, we give up at blue belt normally. I can't be often saying that because that's like a joke that everyone makes. Mm-hmm. So hopefully no one will argue with that. But don't give up now, you know. Like this is the most important. Like people love seeing black belts on the mat. Like um, it's it's weird. Like I, I started teaching when I was purple belt, and my first teachers were all purple belts. Andrew, Brandon, John, all purple belts. Amazing teachers. And I go back to I'm like, man, I was probably good too. But when you see a, a black belt, you're like, hey, that says something, I think. But with that, it's not just the belt. It's the time. Who did you get that belt from? They felt like, like you were ready for that belt. So stay on the mat because you're contributing to everyone from the top of the line to the bottom. They're all there, um, you know, partially because of you. Unless you're the only gym in town, then they're just there. Beautiful. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to say happy birthday to you. Is it your birthday? To me? Yeah. Where'd you see it, it was my birthday? Oh, I thought we had the same birthday. I don't know, bro. No. Not that I know of. I thought we Is had it your birthday today? My birthday. I thought oh, that we, was just I thought a, we had... That was just a Minnesota way of bringing up your birthday is what that That's was. from the office. <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> missed it. I totally yeah. missed it. It's my birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. happy birthday, brother. Yeah. How old are you? 40. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. That's a good place to stop. All Thanks, right. brother. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Pohada Podcast. Please do rate the show with five stars wherever you're listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out that Patreon link in the show notes. Cheers, everyone.